Hello and welcome back to the Pitwall Podcast, where this week we're going to be covering the Sao Paulo Brazilian Grand Prix. It was the last sprint race weekend of the year and provided many people thoughts on how sprints should be going forward Mm -hmm. Um, and was a mildly exciting race, not personally as exciting as I was hoping (laughs) it to be. Um, And in lieu of quality of 60, sprint race weekend, let's talk about the sprint. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, the sprint was, it was good. I I think the criticism of all sprints was very valid for this sprint specifically, especially because the sprint result and the race result were almost the exact same in terms of the top like four. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, anything particularly to note of the sprint, uh, I would say for the grid at least, Lando was on sprint pole. Yep. So you know, Red Bull wasn't firing on all cylinders exactly off, like perfectly for the whole weekend. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it made it a little more exciting, but you know, Max got him right away. So. Yeah, pretty much immediately. But it was still a good sprint. Yeah, it was a good sprint. Uh, what else did you take away from the sprint? Um, anything of particular note. Not of too much importance. I was happy to see Checo in P3, even if it was a sprint. Yeah, yeah, Checo Checo put the hurt on Lewis this weekend a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll say the main thing that I noticed that was obviously going to eventually impact the race was the fact that Aston Martin had pace again out of not nowhere, but they went all the way back to their old spec basically and had pace. So that's got to hurt engineering-wise though, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is a fix for now, but are they just going to put the same car on next year? Yeah, they've got to take a... These engineers that they have where they're like, okay, this is what's going to make us faster, which made them so much slower, now have to find a completely different approach to the same car they started with. Because, I mean, even Haas over the winter finds a second. Yeah. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. all of the cars are going to step up. So, if Aston Martin doesn't know how to improve, I... They're going to be the worst car starting yep. out next year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's this is generalizing, but just it doesn't look good right yeah. now. So logistically, Aston Martin is kind of screwed. Yeah, it seems. So okay, well, let's uh, honestly, I say we jump to the race because there wasn't a whole lot more. Mercedes in the sprint showed how poor of a weekend that they were about to have. Honestly, yeah, they had pace just to start with at the beginning, and then it just they fell back on the grid, fell, 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 was not fun to watch. <laughs> and the most painful thing, the most painful sentence out of the whole weekend for me was a quote from Total Wolf that said, the sprint went so poorly. Again, they finished seventh and fourth, which I get, yeah. I get, I always want to say to other teams is not that bad. Mm-hmm. But for Mercedes, who is was poised to try and win this weekend yeah. and has won the last couple years, not good. Yeah. Um, they would have put, started them both from the pit lane and changed their setup if they had known what the problem was. Yeah. And they didn't know what the problem mm-hmm. was. So that was, oh, that was bad going into. Was, so I woke up on, hurt. I woke up on Sunday morning ready for the pain. <laughs> yeah. So, which was good because it didn't hurt me too bad. It just hurt me a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> not, not too bad. Just, just a lot. Just enough. So anyway. Before what? before we get to the race, though, um, I'm going to go down in order of just like the sprint top 10. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Just to let people know. 
So first is Max, and then in order behind him, Lando Norris, Checo Perez, George Russell, Charles Leclerc, Yuki Tsunoda, Lewis Hamilton, Carlos Sainz, Daniel Ricciardo, and Oscar Piastri were top ten. Um, top eight I, scoring, obviously. Yeah, yeah, top eight scoring. I was very happy to see Daniel Ricciardo in the top ten of the sprint, at least. I know. Yeah, it's 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 very good. And Yuki Yuki scored points in the sprint. So. That brings up an excellent point. I was going to wait, but let's talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. So I saw an article today by Formula One uh, saying that uh, in Singapore, uh, AlphaTauri straight up got the rear suspension that the RB19 has. Just straight up got it. <laughs> like, not this like was Formula or, One article too. You said, yes, right? this is a Formula One.com <laughs> article. Uh, so you know, wow. not not like. They got something similar. I mean, they got. They're not sugarcoating it. Yeah, it is. The just wow. And listen, listen. You could say sister team all you want to me, but this is Red Red Bull Bull too. Like and so this is going to be really interesting to see what car they turn up with next season when they're both P one, P two, P three, and P four. Checo being in P four, of course. Yeah, (laughs) the Checo slander will continue. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so. I don't. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's fair? I mean, we it gotta, isn't. It isn't fair. It's legally. Fair. Yeah. It's yeah. Legally, it's it's you know. I mean, Haas uses Ferrari stuff. Maybe not that significant of yeah. of yeah. Uh, gear items, but I mean, if what we've heard for a while now is that RB nineteen is going to be Alpha Tower next year. I hope that I have the paint. If that happens, then. Yes, I will say that's a little unfair. I, I it's hope it's a literal car. Like I'm serious. What if like they forget to take some paint off the back? I think that would you be awesome. Red and blue. On you it. see Oracle on the back. They're like, yeah. oh. that would be incredible. Head testing. We see Oracle Red Bull. <laughs> they come in like, and they only spent five million dollars in their whole budget. Yes. That they have, they have plenty for catering. Yeah, plenty. <laughs> see, that's the other thing. Oh, that's a genius strategy. They finally figured it out how they're going to get their catering budget to work. They're just going to give the old Red Bull to them. Yep. And then they have a hundred million dollars to spend just on food yep. for the big Red Bull team. Yep. That we eating real well <laughs> <laughs> for their four times in a row or whatever championship that they're going to get mm-hmm. next season. Um. So anyway, I I did not say that. Uh. Oh, well, you did, and I'm going to remember that forever. Oh uh, yeah, especially if they lose. I hope they lose, man. Uh, I mean, you do, dude. You all do. Listen, I want I want Mercedes to win, but wouldn't it be enjoyable to watch McLaren win? I mean, come yes, on, yes, but I would rather have a fight and see Red yes. Bull end at the win or, or win at the end instead of uh, this year. Okay. We're at, we're at my personal worst case scenario right now, which is just Red Bull constantly winning. Yes, if Red Bull fights the whole season against somebody else that isn't Mercedes, and then they win, I can live with that. Yeah, for sure. If they fight the whole season, so like this is my tears. Okay, so mm-hmm. like the worst thing that happened is that Rebel just it does what they're doing right now. Yeah. The second worst thing is that they fight all season against Mercedes and then win. Mm-hmm. The third worst case scenario, which is the first best case scenario is that they fight somebody all season and yeah. barely win and then the best case scenario is Mercedes beats Red Bull. See here's the thing for me it's um, the best case scenario is obviously Red Bull winning but fighting Mercedes. Yeah. Because dude. yeah, me and you will bicker like old grannies on this show. 
on this podcast yeah. if that's the case. Dude, 2021. Yeah. I say it if every I started week. if we were doing the podcast then, we would have hated each other, hated each other at some point during that season. Oh, I've said it many times. Me and my parents didn't speak for like a, not intentionally. It was just like neither of us reached out to each other <laughs> after Abu Dhabi 2021. We like both knew what was going on. Yeah. Um so Oh, and you know what? Uh, we'll get to the we'll get to this the race here in a second. I have a story to tell you. I, I'm glad you brought that up. So I was on a work trip this week, and uh, it was an it was an international conference. Essentially, it was in America, but like there are people from all over yeah. the world there. And I met a guy that was Dutch, and he uh, was talking about Formula One behind me. Mm-hmm. So of course I chimed in, and I was like, "Hey, man! Like, I mean, I'm a Lewis fan." And we started talking, and he said two really really cool things to me. First thing he said was, "Don't listen to any of these." jerks from Europe that are saying Americans don't know like you know your stuff after about five minutes of talking yeah, yeah. I was like really impressed with what I knew and I was like yeah. but the second thing and it made me feel like dang it like ah, you'll see what I mean okay uh, he said that he's been waiting his whole life for someone in his country to be that good and he oh, says it yeah. means like everything to him well, and I was like oh don't make me sad like, <laughs> like, and I was like yeah I get that I get that yeah. so Anyway, I just thought Come it was on, a Logan Sargent, pick it up. <laughs> Logan Sargent. Dude, what if he's a champion next season? Okay. It's impo- it's possible. It's yeah, I mean it's technically Listen, Williams is looking a lot better. It is true. It is true. Specifically Logan is looking a lot better. It's um he's looking better from Okay, the, okay, from the don't, Okay, don't look at the sprint. Just look at the crumb. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> uh, he got his last in the sprint. Ah uh, yes. Where he tried Let's just go into the race. Let's go into the race. <laughs> uh, so talk about Red Bull. Go for it. Okay. So I'm also going to talk about Fernando in this because he's got a he's got uh, a part in Checo's race. He's got a cameo. Yeah, he does. Uh, so Max obviously finished P1 once again, uh, but Checo starting from P9. So overall, good race. He got up to finish P4, but the last lap was like the most competitive racing we probably saw all race. Yeah, for sure. Or, no, the, not even the last lap. Like, the last six laps or so. It was entertaining. So. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. So, Fernando um, held off Checo for the entirety of the, the last bit of the race. Um, Checo passed him on the second to last lap. And then Fernando uh, undercut him on, I forgot which turn it was. Um, and then ended up finishing on the podium. Which, you know, obviously. He's back on the podium. He's back. I mean, hey, what if what if he's back on the podium for the, the rest of the season? The rest of the season. <laughs> um, so P four for Checo and P three for Fernando. I like you said, Aston Martin's got their pace back, or at yep. least he does for now. Yeah. Um, and I was shocked, but I'm just happy Checo is not like P nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he drove he drove really well. I enjoyed Alonso's fight. Um, they seemed really happy. They're still saying some crap, saying they're, none of their drivers are the problem, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Stroll, uh, just to kind of finish off Aston Martin, yeah. uh, was P5. Uh, so they both had a really great qualifying um, comparatively to how the season's mm-hmm. gone. Both had pace uh, third, second fastest car on track, yeah. depending on what part of their phase of the race is mm-hmm. good strategy. So it's kind of wild. It's been a long time since I've seen someone go back and it worked. Yep. Haas did that in 2019, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. It was the gold Red Bull year. So, oh, sorry, the gold uh, Haas year. So I think it was 2019. Oh, the black and gold? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, or was it 2018? Anyway, they had, no, 
I can't remember. It, Haas has so many weird screw-ups, but basically they yeah. went back to their original spec. They were also juggling sponsors at that point. Yeah, it was, yeah. What is Haas? <laughs> stuff. Okay, so Mercedes did not have a good race. Uh, Lewis ended in P8, uh, which was not great, especially considering he started in P5. So, um, and, you know, the setup was nowhere. Uh, I will say the good news is, as of yesterday, which is the was the twelfth, they have got the car back and had time to figure out what was wrong in their setup. So it was a fluke, but what a time for a fluke, man! Of all Mercedes <laughs> just choking away the last race of the year, they could win. I mean, yeah. crazy stuff can happen. Abu Dhabi isn't like a terrible track, but I do not unless a bunch of wrecks happen, which is possible at Vegas. I don't see Mercedes winning a race this year. Oh, yeah. So, uh which sucks because that'll be two seasons in a row without Lewis winning, and he had never not won in a season before. So um, I think I mentioned this last time, but he's only ever not scored in back-to-back races one time, which is just insane. He scored in this race, but uh, the main thing to take away from this is that he is now 32 points behind Checo. So if if at the end of this race... Lewis is 26 points or more behind Checo. Yeah. He cannot win. Yeah. Because even if they tie on points, Checo has won more races. Yeah. So even if Lewis wins the next race and sh- with the fastest lap and Checo DNFs, mm-hmm. Checo will still win. Yeah. So Lewis needs to be within 25, and then he basically has to win. He has to win the race. Yep. So it's it's not going to happen. And even if Checo crashes twice. It's very unlikely to happen. Mm-hmm. He, Lewis had to get two third places in these races. I mean, it's possible, but not very likely. Yeah. So, I mean, Red Bull's going to have a one-two. I mean, and the team deserves it. The team deserves it. Yeah. I, I don't think Checo's put in a performance to deserve P2, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But I think the team deserves to have all of it. Because, I mean, when you build the best car, you deserve all the wins. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Russell DNF'd due to mechanical failure, just a really light me up so uh <laughs> that was great uh and yeah so do you want to talk about leclerc so we can talk about Ferrari? yeah yeah well science oh just real quick before we talk about leclerc science finished uh p6 on the race okay behind stroll you said yeah so uh charles leclerc crashed on the <laughs> formation lap it was the formation lap right yeah it was okay good that's what i thought uh, it did not cause a red flag. He managed to limp away and get into the pit, sort of. He got it to well, they, he got they, it like, to like a, a barrier exit. Yeah, yeah. They they parked him, and there's some really funny photos of the the uh, marshals taking photos with his car, which I find hilarious. Anyway, started the race. Didn't get to start the race, so this helps Mercedes quite a bit because they would have both outscored. Mm. So Ferrari isn't really making the impact that they need to. They're 20 points behind. Even if they beat both cars as mm-hmm. as everybody finishes, I think Mercedes is probably safe. Obviously, yeah. any DNFs brings into jeopardy. Russell was not, did not help. Yeah. So, but twenty points is is a decent enough buffer going in two races, especially with Vegas, which I imagine every team is going to struggle with a little bit. Yeah, probably. So, uh, yeah, you know, P two and the constructors which is crazy. Uh, I would not have expected that at the start of the year, so I will take it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but Leclerc, 
Luckily, so unfortunate. His uh, what his hydraulics came went out. Yep, yep. It just spun out into the barrier. That was wild. And he crashed <laughs> in the same place two years in a row. Um, on the really spot of the track. Last oh. year was an actual crash. This year was yeah, yeah. Spot, so wow. Yeah, man. So <laughs> why am I so unlucky? And yeah, I know Leclerc's quote. And he, they might still have to take an engine penalty for him at some point. So they, that would bury. Oh him. wow. Yeah, that would bury him. So uh. There's several teams that are at risk of that. I believe Lando Norris is also at risk of needing a penalty. And I've been saying they should have taken it for a while, especially last in Mexico. He started in 17th. Yeah. Just take the three places. Like, yeah. Just take it. But, you know, whatever. Uh, running it at high altitude. Maybe they want to put a bunch of high mileage on it. I don't know. So, anyway, uh, where do you want to go from here? Uh, Alpha Tower. Okay. Uh, Daniel finished, Daniel Ricardo finished P13, which I think was because of the damage from a crash we'll talk about here in a second. Well, I'll just talk about the crash then. Yeah, let's just go ahead. Um, who's, who started the crash? It was Albon and Magnuson. Yeah. At the start of the race, collided. Both were out. Both had, or it caused a bunch of debris on the track, caused a red flag. A long red flag. Yeah, a very long red flag. Um. And a lot of cars took damage from it, and I think it caused a lot of cars to DNF later. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the tire hit Daniel's rear yeah. wing. So, but ironically, the red flag, Piastri was involved in this as well, yeah. but the red flag allowed both of those cars to get repaired enough to go back out. Piastri never had any real pace yeah. the rest of the time. They are kind of running their own thing. They were down a lap, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, and it was the same. He didn't really have much pace. Yeah, but, you know, um, they did catch, and there was never a safety car other than that. Mm -hmm. There were several, there were six DNFs. So yeah. um, that's why there's like, well, there's not a whole lot to talk about this race because they all DNF'd. Yeah. So um, let's see. So you mentioned K-Mag DNF'd, Albon DNF'd, Piastri might as well have DNF'd. Yeah. Uh, Bottas DNF'd. Yeah. Uh, Joe. I'm, I'm not sure if Joe also DNF. Joe DNF. Two engine yep. leaks or something like that. Uh, they were the same problem. So I was actually anticipating maybe a, a widespread Ferrari power unit issue at this race, yeah. but that never came to fruition. How did Hulk do? P12. Yeah. If not, he finished, uh, what? Yeah. Two in front of the, 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 the he final. He finished the back of the, the main pack. Yeah. Basically. So, Out of the fourteen cars that finished, he was yeah, 12. yeah, and he did he was he was never down a lap too. So yeah, great. Um, just ahead of him though was our American boy. Oh yeah, he, Logan Sargent P eleven. Uh, that's why I was saying he's doing. It seems like he's doing better. The sprint obviously didn't show that, but in a Grand Prix, he did finish P eleven. Which, like we said, for Uncle Hulkenberg, out of the fourteen cars finished, he was eleven. Yeah, I mean, do you do you think Logan's keeping his seat? <laughs> I think he is. Probably. It's seeming like it's too late to make any big changes. So, uh, um, other than that, uh, we you, we mentioned Joe. Pierre Gasly got P7. Uh, good weekend for them, I would say. Uh, they've needed, you know, an overall good weekend. Uh, How did Akon do? Uh, he finished P10. So, just in the points, but at least both of them got points. Hey, these are crucial points at this time of the yeah. year. You know, everybody, not that they're not always crucial points, but you know, you got to continue to score, yeah. especially the lower down you are mm -hmm. 
kind of like in the middle, you're okay. Like a McLaren, they're kind of sticking around. Where yeah, they they'll are, probably be where they'll probably finish where they are. Yeah. So uh, I think that's all the teams. Do we miss anybody? I don't think we missed anybody. Oh, I don't think we necessarily said it, but Lando finished P2 on the podium. Yeah. Starting okay. from P6. So I was pretty impressed. If he's consistent, good form. Mr. Consistency. Mr. Consistency. So uh, how about you give her a winner and loser for this race? Ooh, winner? This might shock you. Oh, yeah? Fernando Alonso. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he deserves it, especially from that battle with Checo. Um, I still think Checo should have won that battle, considering the car he's in. But yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. But that photo finish was something. Oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Like, it literally, it was a .052 difference between the cars on the finish line between Checo and Fernando. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The photo, the finish, the official, like, finish line photo is super yeah. cool. Their back axle and front axle are aligned. Yeah. We've had some, a couple of those this year yeah. in different spots, but for a final podium place, it's... That's pretty cool. I'm sure I'm sure Fernando got a kick out of it. And also, Checo congratulated him and was like, that was a super well well, well done race. Well, Checo was thinking, I just finished P2 in the championship, basically, so... Yeah, that's fair. He's he's going to be happy. When it was looking like it was it might be Alonzo early in the season, I really didn't know. I, I Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't seem like Alonzo Alonso is going to finish third. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so who's your loser? Ooh, loser. Uh, back half of the grid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, what grid? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the easy ones. I think. Yeah. Leclerc. Leclerc. Uh, Leclerc. Yeah. Leclerc had a rough had a rough go of it. Just a racing incident. Just an incident. Um. What about you? I'm going to give it to Aston Martin as a whole, I think. Winner? Winner, okay. yes. Cool. Because, I mean, even Stroll, if Stroll can get P5, that car must be doing well. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, uh, you know Lizzie's excited. Oh, yeah, Lizzie is so excited. <laughs> I still haven't added her yet. We're going to. Yes. Um, Shout out to you, Lizzie. And uh, loser, give it to Mercedes. Uh, uh, just rough. Uh, really just showed where they are and. You know, the car is one thing, but team mess-ups on the weekends cannot happen. Yeah. So uh, I was pretty harsh on Aston Martin for not getting their setup right on another sprint, and I'm harsh to my own team for the same reason. So Good on you. This is a, this is a track they know very well. Don't really have any good excuses, which they're admitting. They're admitting. Yeah. Uh, so, and also honorable mention loser to the roof of one of the uh, Brazilian... Uh, what's what's it called? The grandstands. Oh, just yeah. the roof blew off. I hope everybody's okay. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anything like that. That was one of the most wild things I've ever seen. Was that <laughs> storm yeah. coming in, and all the like crazy max laps with the dark. Oh, dude, it's cool. <laughs> I guys, I need. I have a new screensaver. I just remembered of of Lewis with like a dark background in the background, uh-huh. the clouds. Yeah. So, uh, so Vegas is this week the one that we've all been waiting for, but not for the reason that you think. Yes. Because everybody is very concerned about this race. I think it's a lot of hype. Um, a lot of hype negatively, and I think mm-hmm. it's gonna go very well. There's too much money riding on it. Oh yeah. Poorly. For sure. Um, are you excited? I'm what do you very think about excited. It? Well, uh, as I I told you before, it's it's the spider pig track as as I'm calling it. It is. Uh, it's Dead never going to change. It's upside down. The, uh, the sphere is going to be on the, uh, corner of seven, eight, nine or six, seven, yeah. eight, nine. Of turns. I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. 
I don't know, dude. It's really bright. Yeah. I've seen it just so when I was there, I missed right before they started using it. Yeah. It just had it as a solid like purple color. Yeah. And it was like burn your eyeballs bright. Really? So the drivers aren't gonna have any like sun protection. So yeah. like there's no dimming. So I don't know how bright they can run it. But I hope they run it as Surely. Like a, a main screen. Yeah. That, oh, that'd be so cool. I was, you know, okay, so have you heard that they've been doing, like, the smiley faces airplanes yes. go by? What if they did that with, like, as the cars <laughs> go by? <laughs> it's just a face, like, looking down, like, ooh. It could be a tire, maybe. It could be. It, it's oh, it's yeah. not perfectly, it's not a tire shape. Yeah. It would work. They could probably make it work somehow. Uh, whatever they do is going to be cool. Yeah. Um, I want everybody's memeing that they're going to show the change your car. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think that would be hilarious. Um, Another thing that I saw online was the pit exit, which I know we were wanting to talk about a little bit. Um, So the pit exit is on a very sharp turn. Very sharp turn. So if you're picking up speed, like the way it's laid out, like it shouldn't be a problem. But it could be a problem. But it could be a problem. That's the thing. Like majority of the pit exits are on a straight most of the time, sometimes they're right at a turn. This Saudi one is during is like a that. turn. Yeah, like seriously, they come out during a turn. Like, thankfully, like the apex is on the outside wall for this turn, I believe. But the thing is, I mean, you never know if there's weather, mm-hmm. which is a potential factor. Like, there could be some rain uh, on on Friday night. Might be inside wall for this one, so it might make it more. Well. Mm-hmm. The point is, if there's any sort of weather, it's still a street track. They're going to be driving down the center. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, fair enough. And if uh, when they're trying to exit, I could see some potential penalties of them trying to cut across the yeah. lines. So really interesting to watch. Um, the timing is interesting of this race. Like, it's 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 basically on Saturday night, yep. essentially. So that's interesting. It's kind of more Monaco-esque. But I think overall, this is going to be an incredible experience to watch on TV. I actually don't think going to this race would be all that great. I don't think there's a lot of places to... Well, it's a lot cheaper now. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. When the championship's over, it does make a difference. Yeah. So um, here are five things to watch for for Las Vegas Grand Prix. Number one is the track and the weather conditions. Uh, obviously, brand new track. They've made a new surface, but there's no support races, so... What's going to happen? I'm sure there'll be a bazillion hot laps, but that's not going to really do anything. And it could actually rain over Friday night into Saturday, meaning that there could be a completely green track for the start of the race, which is not good. Number two, Checo can clinch P2 in the championship this weekend if he is 26 or more points ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Uh, so, you know, it's it's very likely to happen as long as nothing wrong happens. Number three... Williams could be straight line maniacs this weekend with the way this track is laid out. Oh, yeah. And we could see, I mean, we could see an Alex Albon pole, man. Like it's not out of the question. Mm. And an Alex Albon pole is not out of the question in my mind, especially with how well he was taking the turns in Mexico. Oh yeah. It's absolutely possible. In my opinion, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen, but it could. Mm. Number four, Ferrari, another DNF for them. And that could seal the deal. Um, and, for Mercedes to win P2 in the Constructors' Championships. And they there's some potential engine penalties looming around. They've needed to take some for a while. There could have been damage. So the gearbox, blah, 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 of all the things. So basically, what I'm saying is Ferrari needs to be really careful. And we know that Ferrari's strategy is not historically great. 
So going to a new track with no data is not going to bode well for them, I have a feeling. But mm-hmm. they did well at last year's Miami Grand Prix. That was before all the the bad Ferrari-ness started. Yeah. But no, I'm not. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And number five, can Aston Martin continue this pace or was it a fluke? We shall see. This is a very, very different track for them. Again, new track, new surface. And new outcomes. And new outcomes. <laughs> and it's going to be cold. I didn't really mention that for the weather. That's what I was applying. 45 to 50 degrees uh, Fahrenheit for the start of the race. Yep. One of the coldest races in F1 history it will be. Um, and just as a side note, last thing. So they straight up admitted that they did not think about the weather when they scheduled this race. <laughs> they just straight out, like another Formula1.com article that you can go and read. I don't remember exactly who all said it. But the, the organizers of that were from England mm-hmm. did not think about, I guess they just assumed it was a desert and it's always hot. But apparently <laughs> there's a couple of reporters that I've read stuff from yeah. that literally were talking to them at the U.S. Grand Prix, yeah. which was just a few races ago. Yeah. And they were like, are you worried about it being cold in Vegas? And they were like, no, Vegas is always hot. Like, they were literally saying this not three wow. weeks ago. So, I guess it'd be four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. So, I don't think it's going to be an issue. But the thing is, this time of year, sometimes it's almost 30 degrees at times. Yeah. So, they're getting lucky this time. But probably. I mean, stuff happens. But. You didn't look at the weather? <laughs> like, you do all this economic research. You make sure the track is rated to the, be the first rated track, yeah, after, yeah. you know, the degrees mm-hmm. of safety, all this stuff. But you don't have a weather app on your phone? Like, come <laughs> on. So, uh, I, funny. it's funny because, like, even my dad, the first thing he said when they announced this race was, it's going to be cold then. And my dad's a bit of a Vegas, like, fanatic mm-hmm. a little bit. Not in the way most people are. He's like an artsy. He likes to go and hear all the jazz and that kind of crap there. Mm. Um, but he was like, it's it's going to be cold. So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Not yeah. for Mercedes particularly, but for some, some, some teams with tire warm-up issues. And with that said, I'll shut up after this. With that said, <laughs> Haas delusion syndrome has bitten me in the butt a little bit this week. Because what's their one problem? Their tires are too hot. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's going to be cold. Could be, yeah. Maybe they can stay in it for like three fourths of the race this time. <laughs> so, uh, the Hulkenberg pole. So, I mean, if if the the track is soaking wet and cold, all the cars crash except for Hulkenberg and oh, wins. Lando wins. It would be funny as if the two cars that melt their tires the most survive, which would be McLaren and Haas. Yeah. So, what if it's what if it's uh, Lando wins, Piastri second, K-Mag third, and Hulkenberg fourth? Oh, Everybody else DNFs, and Hulkenberg still didn't get a podium. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It could happen. It could. It could happen. It could. So, anyway. We'll have to find out. All right. The madness <laughs> will now end. Thank you for watching, listening, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Two more to go. Uh, next episode will be a little different. Uh, and I'm saying that because, and I'm not going to be mysterious because if it goes wrong, I might not publish on time. <laughs> Sorry about this one being late. I was doing very important work things, so forgive me. All right. Uh, check us out on so- all social media platforms yes. at the Pitwall Pod. At the Pitwall Pod. Yep. Bye. Bye.